Hello, all my beautiful people. It is time once again for another amazing episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. So this week I have with me a guest that I was supposed to have on a few months ago, but things fell through and we weren't able to get him on. But I am really glad that I'm able to have him on now. We had an amazing conversation, talked about all kinds of amazing things. And the guy that I'm talking about is Tommy Dean. He is a wrestler and just an all-around awesome dude, and I'm glad that I was able to get him on the show. We kind of talk about all different kinds of things, from wrestling to uh, video games even. We even talk a little bit about uh, Power Rangers, so I think there's a lot on this episode that's going to be really entertaining for you guys to listen to. I know it was very entertaining for me to record this. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Tommy Dean episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear. And I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes we have here as well. So, if you're as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. Hey dad. So where did you actually train at? I made a really good career out of being able to bump, sell, and I had a punch me face. I wasn't about to call you dad, so... <laughs> Seriously? I felt like I was in an anime or something. People get really mad at those videos. For some reason, like, it triggers really? certain people. Yeah. Bloop. Wow. I was actually lost as an infant, and I was taken in by a traveling group of independent wrestlers. <laughs> I love it. I'm excited for this one. Bro. Get punched in the face all the daily. Do you always do these interviews with your shirt off? <laughs> what? Man, this guy won't shut up. All right, everybody. So today I have with me a Oklahoma-based wrestler. He is a guy that I've been pretty excited to talk with. Uh, we had him scheduled a few months ago, and things didn't work out. So I'm glad that we we're able to get him on now, and I am talking about Tommy Dean. Man, how are you doing today? Man, I am fantastic. I was scrambling last second because I was worried because I was taking my son to daycare uh-huh. uh, so I could get here in time. And then I showed up and his daycare was closed and I freaked out for a little bit, but I got it all figured out. situated. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I was really worried that this wasn't going to happen again, but we got, it all, <laughs> we, got it all, we got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, I mean, life does happen. Things come up. So I totally understand whenever you know, you got to make changes and everything, but yeah, my kids are out of school today too, but my, my son is at his mom's house and my daughter's just hanging out with the dogs right now. So we're good to go. Good to go. My man, dad life. That's right. Yes. (laughs) So we'll kind of just jump right into things here. Um, so I know you from wrestling and stuff and, uh, you know, uh, one of the people who kind of told me about you, uh, was red James whenever I had him on the show he talked about you quite a bit. And uh, so after having that episode, I was like, I need to reach out and talk to this guy. And I think he would be great to bring on the show. Uh, So yeah. Um, Like I said, kind of want to just jump into it. How did you actually get into wrestling? And what was that moment that made you decide, you know, this is what I want to do, man. So I I wanted to get into wrestling a long, long time ago. Like I I wasn't a closet fan in high school. Like I had the the Ray Mysterio back packs and everything you know i wore the stone cold t-shirts and everything i wasn't a closet fan at all uh-huh. and like I, I was the generic like what do you want to be when you grow up and everybody else you know i want to be you know a, a pilot or whatever or 
firefighter. I was I want to be a wrestler. I've always yeah. wanted to be a wrestler. Okay. <clears throat> um, it took a little bit of a dip during my my uh, teenage years because uh, when I got into I want to say middle school, I was like uh, like eleven, twelve years old. I started playing basketball, and for the next eight to nine years, that really just dominated my life. Mm-hmm. I, I played other sports too, but basketball was always my main focus. Okay. But, uh, and I took that as far as I could, but when that was over, you know, I didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a show back in 2015. I went to a show that was headlined by, uh, the Steiner brothers and big band Vader. Oh, wow. I went to a show with those guys. Um, and I saw a lot of local talent on that show too. Mm-hmm. And I started talking to those local guys and one of them reached out back to me and was like, you ever thought about doing this? And I was just like, only my whole life. So <laughs> I led to another. I started going down to Bristow uh, uh-huh. twice a week for a couple months uh, uh, to learn how to bump and stuff. I had my first match way too early. Like I started training December 2015 um, with Brandon Groom down in Bristow, Oklahoma. Yeah. And then I kind of got thrown into it and had my first match January 30th, 2016. So. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah well, that's I'm... how I got started, man. Oh, that's really cool. Um, so I know that you go by a different name than your actual name. How did you get the name Tommy Dean? So I actually started when I started wrestling. I was Christopher Dean. Okay. Because my, my real my real first name is Christopher. Okay. Uh, and at the at the time I started training, my girlfriend at the time uh, was pregnant with our with our now almost seven year old. Okay. Uh, so we were trying to think of we were trying to think of a name for him also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just kind of fit the bill for him and and me. So okay, so <laughs> we 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 always knew it was going to be Dean, like because that was going to be my son's name. So I was instantly like, that's going to be my wrestling name also. All and right. then when I started wrestling for WFC, uh, I want to say about almost two years in, uh, they said it was Tim Rockwell was telling me he didn't like the name Christopher. Okay. Uh, and he wanted something that was a little bit shorter because Christopher is a little bit awkward to chant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he wanted something a little bit shorter. And they were throwing me things like like Tim Timmy Dean or or Richie Dean or something like that. Uh, and I've always been a big Power Ranger fan my whole life. Yeah. Uh, I, I've met Jason David Frank multiple times before he passed, and he he was. He's the he's the nicest celebrity I've ever met in my entire life. He's always been my favorite Power Ranger since I was a little kid. I had like dolls of it, um, and I was also thinking Tom Hardy is like one of my favorite actors. Okay, and in the movie, he did a movie with Kurt Angle and a couple other guys called Warrior. And his his name in that movie is Tommy Reardon, and I really resonated with that character a lot. Okay. So I just, I really, I really like the name Tommy. Also, Tommy Dean was what I wanted to name my son, but my baby mama wouldn't let me, so we just settled on Dean. <laughs> right on. <laughs> there you go. So you're talking about you got to meet uh, at JDF a few times. I actually got to meet uh, Austin St. John yesterday. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, he. Uh, I was at the Comic-Con that was here in Northwest Arkansas and stuff, so that was really cool. He was um, had a little one of those little speakers out there and when we walked up he was playing some uh kind of smooth rock and he was like yeah this is for the ladies i was like all right (laughs) jeez no i went to i went i went to lizard world a long time ago and that's Mm -hmm. where i first met jdf uh he he was the nicest guy man like uh i waited in line probably like two hours just to just to say hi (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, he's, for he's sure. doing the he's doing the thing where you, you can you can pay for an autograph or whatever, and mm-hmm. he's letting like people pay for pictures and stuff too. And then like, which he wasn't supposed to be doing that at all either. Yeah. But uh, when I got up to him, I was I just told him the business and everything, and then he he was a super kind. He signed like multiple things for me, and he let my girlfriend take pictures with her like professional camera and stuff too. I oh, never wow. got those pictures out, and I don't know what happened to the camera, so I'm really upset about that. But yeah, he was just the nicest guy, man. And he was one. He was one. He was one of those guys like like two three four hours into this thing and meeting these fans and he's still just like going like he's not irritated at all and he's like taking time with each and every person and it was it was it was amazing yeah i I actually watched uh he had his youtube channel you know where he would show whenever he was going to different uh events and stuff like that and i saw times where he was like actually sick and he would have to like go and like take a nap and then come back because you know he he just wasn't feeling good but he loved being around his fans so much that it didn't matter how he felt. He was going to make sure they had to tell him it's time for you to eat because he would just stay out there and talk with them the entire time. Yeah. He was awesome, man. He, he was did the same thing like a year later when I met him too. Yeah. Was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm always been a big, uh, Tommy Oliver JDF fan. You know, he's, uh, he was probably, I always said that he was probably my first hero, you know, as a kid, because I was, I think I was in kindergarten whenever Power Rangers first came out. And so it's been around in my life, my entire life, you know? And so uh, he was my first hero. So I was very, uh, one of the only times I've actually cried whenever a celebrity has passed. So. Yeah, for sure, man. Same over here, man. Yeah. All right. Well, so I kind of want to go back into stuff. We kind of got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but um that's kind of what we do here. We get off on a subject and we might stay there for a while, but it's just a conversation just to have fun, man. Yeah, absolutely. So you said that you trained in Bristol with uh, um, Brandon Groom, correct? That's definitely where I started, yes. Okay. Did, um, and then you've kind of wrestled, is it mostly in the Oklahoma area or have you done a lot of work outside of that area as well? Uh, uh, lately, like the last two years, uh-huh. uh, I've, probably been pretty equal man with uh okay. oklahoma and texas mm-hmm. uh especially like this last year alone like okay. i did a lot down in texas last year it okay was like my busiest year and man I, I don't know i probably wrestled in texas more than i did oklahoma last year oh wow well i mean that's that's yeah. good though i mean they've got a lot of wrestling in texas um oh I'm, yeah i'm new into all of this and finding all of the different um companies and stuff that you can work for in Oklahoma and Texas. I mean, there's a slew of them just in those two States alone. Dude, there's a plethora in Texas. Texas is probably the biggest place around. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's got probably more companies than any other state. It's, it's nuts, dude. I, can, I can't, I can't even name probably like 5% of them. <laughs> wow. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a scene down there for sure. Oh, and I, I did want to tell you, uh, congratulations on your engagement and everything. I know you recently got engaged. Um, Thank I, I'm you. Sure, yeah. Thank you. I, I know that's probably leading up to that's a very nerve wracking thing. You know, I, uh, I've had to do that myself. So congratulations. Oh, no, on dude, that. It, was, it was so easy. Like I was I, I honestly like it happened kind of impulsively. Like it wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, really? Like, I didn't plan for it to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it started off as a joke. Like I was. My, my girlfriend had just been going through some stuff with her her uh, grandmother passing away. 
Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to distract her, and I took her out bowling. And, okay. you know, I was drunk. Uh, and then I, she had this, like, 7-10 split, and I was like, there's no way you hit that. You hit that, I'll marry you right now. And then she hit it, and I was like, well, what the fuck? Or, sorry. <laughs> You're good. Fr- what the frick do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so it started up as a joke, and she was like, ah, I know you're just joking. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then when we got home, I just it just happened. Like, I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, we suck at bowling too. So I just, you know, <laughs> suck it. Well, I mean, I'm I'm not one. I'm not great at bowling, but it's a lot of fun. I always have a great time when I go. So you know, it's it, it's a good time to just get out of the house and uh, you know take the family out and do something fun. Sure. So I know um, there's been a few. You're actually have taken a step back from wrestling for a f- uh, for a little while, correct? I'm going to. I got one more match. Okay. And then, then yes, I'm taking a huge step back. Okay. Yeah, I saw that you had put out there that you know, no, this is not the end for you. This is just a break that you were taking on there. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten guys trying to reach out to me, tell me, ask me when I'm going to be back and stuff. And like just yesterday, a promoter hit me up. He's like, "What's your availability in March?" I know you're taking a little bit of a break, but what? You know, you're coming back in March, right? And I was like, man, I have, I, I don't know when I'm going to be back until I'm back. Like, it could be two months. Like, it could be March, but it could also be freaking July. You know, <laughs> like, I have no idea. Yeah. Like, I might enjoy my time off. And I might not want to come back until October or something. I might want to just take the year off. Like, my body hurts. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've been, uh, you know, I, I know you've talked to other guys. I've probably been going for a, long, a lot longer than me. I know you've talked to Luke and Tim and Justin, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like I've been going for almost seven years. Like I said, January 30th will be my seven year anniversary. And I haven't had a break. I haven't gone more than two or three, like, except until like right now, probably like right now is the longest I've gone without wrestling. Like I had a show December something, probably like 17th, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 17th was the last match I had. It's been almost a month. Uh And this is the longest I've gone without a match since I started, even during COVID, like when COVID hit, like I was still teaching classes and having practice matches and filming matches like every single like week, you know, I, I, I didn't miss it. Like I, I never missed more than two or three weeks, even when my neck, like I had my neck sliced open before and I had stitches put in it. Oh wow. I was, I was, uh, I was out four weeks and that was it. Like <sighs> that, like this, so, yeah, it's, it's nuts to me right now, man. Do you do like the death matches and things like that as well? Man. I've done a couple. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I know there's like the, the second you do one, uh-huh. there's like a stigma. It's like, oh, he—that's the kind of stuff that he does, and like right. people just immediately forget about just everything else. Right. Uh, yeah. It doesn't help that I wrestled the most famous deathmatch wrestler in the world. Uh, <laughs> people definitely got that stigma on me. That was my first one too, so I just got thrown into the frying pan. But I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm a deathmatch wrestler at all. But I've definitely had a couple. So how do you prepare for that? I mean, I've talked to Sam Stackhouse uh, about it, and you know, he kind of told me his thing. But how do you kind of? Because you know, something's going to happen out there. How do you prepare yourself for it? I just don't think about it. Like I just, I think of like, like, like there's like when there's that one spot in a match that I know is going to like really just suck. Mm-hmm. Like it's going to be painful. I'm going to hate it. Yeah, everything. I don't think about it. Like I just, I think about everything else. You know, like I think about the little moments in between. I probably think more about the little moments during those matches than I do when I have regular matches. Yeah, you know, it just. But it helps me keep my mind distracted. Like 
like like I've done skewers twice now, mm. and both times I've done them, I don't think about them. Like I just I don't I don't think of them as anything. Like it's just like another spot to me. That's yeah. in my back of my the back of my mind. That's I know it's coming up, but I'm not like acknowledging it. Right. So like, and I just I just focus on everything else in the match, like taking this taking this bump right, selling right. out this way, looking to the cameras at this point, you know, sell yeah. like this to this point, you know. I just I, I literally just focus on everything else that's possible. And when it comes, it just I try not to think. Even when it's happening, I just don't think about it until I feel the pain, and then I just, I just react like normal. Mm. So because of the ones that I've seen, because I think I've seen, I haven't actually seen the death match that you were in and stuff, but um, I've seen pictures and I've seen, you know, little clips of when Sam was in it with the skewers as well. So every time I go to the store now and I want to make kebabs, that's the first thing that comes to mind now <laughs> is that. And I'm like, oh, you know, thank you, wrestling. I've, I've, never, I've never had a kebab. I don't make kebabs or anything. So whenever I see skewers, I don't even think food. Food's like not even on my brain at those points anymore. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm pretty much there now, you know. Uh, because now when I look at them, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's where this, that's where it goes for me, you know, but that's okay. You know, I, I wrestling's always on my mind. Yeah, for sure. That's what, like when you are wrestling, that's what everything goes to now. Like no matter where I go, like it's just in a regular life, like everything I go, like everywhere I go, it's just, how could this be used in wrestling? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and that's okay. You know, that, I mean, when you have a passion and a love for something that's going to happen, you know, um, my wife all the time tells me that I talk about my podcast way too much because this is what I love to do, you know? So everything that I look at and everything I do is trying to further what I'm doing here. And I imagine that it's the same way with you because you do love wrestling. Uh, to other people. Yeah. I don't talk uh, to my girlfriend about wrestling as uh -huh. much. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend's also a, like a big fan of wrestling. She watched it probably like the same era that everybody else watched it. They say they watched it when they were younger, mm -hmm. you know, and she's not old. She's like, she, oh, she's 26. Uh, so she, she watched it probably like, you know, early twenties, late teens, whatever, right. you know, back when Ring was a big deal and stuff. So, but, uh, but like she, she loves coming to my local shows and uh she likes watching my videos and stuff right whenever on. i talk about wrestling she's always pretty into it but i don't really talk about it too much with her uh yeah. like i talk i talk more about it probably with my friends because <laughs> to my girlfriend it's just a normal thing now like you know like right. it's a part of life but like to like my non-wrestling friends like you know that's foreign territory to them so yeah whenever they see like whenever like you know whenever i get like a new employee at work whenever i hire somebody and then uh, after a while, like we become friends and I add them on social medias and then they go through my Facebook and they see the skewer pictures. They're like, what the actual heck is going on? Like, what are you doing when you're not here? And I have to explain everything to them. And they're really giddy about it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's gotta be a cool moment though, too, you know, being able to tell them about it. Yeah. After a while, some of them, like some of them that aren't really wrestling fans, they get a little annoyed with it. That I talk about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have that same experience there. Yeah, yeah. So, do you have a favorite match that you've been in? Uh, yeah, it's an easy one. Um, I know Luke Langley's told you about it before when he was on your podcast. Uh huh. Uh, I had a street fight with him almost three years ago. It's coming up on three years, January twenty fifth. Um, 
we had a street fight. And that whole match is is just killer. But the only thing anybody remembers is me almost dying at the end. Because <laughs> uh, we, we set up a table, uh-huh. and then I give him a pile driver off the second rope through the table. Uh-huh. The legs, you know, like you know, you know, like when you see people go through tables, it kind of like explodes most right. of the time. Right. Like the legs kick out, the shatters into like four pieces. It mm-hmm. looks like destruction. Mm-hmm. This table did not do that. Uh, this this table kind of just it, you know, it broke in the middle, but then the end of it, like the the head of it, popped mm-hmm. up and just jabbed me in the back of the head neck area, mm-hmm. like towards the left side, uh, right below the it start. It started right below the ear. It goes up to the center of the back of my head. And oh it man! Cut me open. It, it it cut me open and sliced it like upwards into me. So it was just like a like a like when you see someone like slicing a slice of ham or something. Like it did that, but like a really thick chunk of it like peeled up and stuff, and it punctured a hole like through that also. Like it was a little tiny. It was like a like a centimeter wide hole that just jabbed inwards. And uh, I I mm. I bled a lot. And was rushed to the hospital and spent like the next like eight hours in a neck brace and getting stitched up. Wow, that that's rough. Yeah, and, and that's the, your the rest, favorite match. That match is, yeah, that's my favorite match for sure. Because like 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 it just now it just adds to it, man. I've got a cool scar from it, man. I, I, it, it looks like a damn smile when I shave my head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I used to like I had short hair back then, so I used to take pictures of it and then like get on Snapchat and put like eyes above it and turn it into a whole face. And just send it to people, and they'd be like, "You need to stop taking these painkillers." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I had, like you said, I had Luke on the show, and uh, he's a he's a really awesome guy. He's a he's a good one to talk with and everything. And uh, I, I am looking forward to maybe try to get him back on the show here this year as well. Um, he produces. He's in a lot of really good matches. He's a kind of a machine when it comes to that. Yeah. For sure, I've had a lot of great matches with Luke lately, man. Like a lot of them. Yeah. Um, we've, we've, I've probably, I've probably wrestled him more than anybody else. Okay. Maybe Alex Royal. Uh, it's, it's tough to go back, but like, I mean, that was like the that like I had heard a long time ago that it takes about four years before you really start getting it. Yeah. And it was like that was around four years in for me, and like that was that was the first time where I walked out and I felt like I, I felt like Tommy Dean and not. You know, just Chris. Yeah. So, and then, like, I, I've, I've, I've only had those moments like a fair share of times, but uh, majority of the times he's involved in it. I, when, like, when people ask me, like, who trained me, like, most of the time, like, I tell them Luke Langley. Because yeah. I met Luke Langley about, you know, almost two years in uh, after I started training. And he took me under his wing and made, you know, made me good. So I, I thought I was good. And then I met him and then I, I saw what good was. Right. He he made me good. He took he didn't have to either. Like he took a lot of time with me. I got I got to put him over because I I don't sit here today without him. Right. Uh, but he he took me under his wing when he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Um, because I I was I was literally like wearing hand me down gear. I didn't work out. Wasn't good at promos. I was just somewhat skinny fat athletic kid that didn't <laughs> understand anything. And he turned me into one of the best honestly yeah he's one of those guys he's very detail oriented you know you you ask him something and he has a well thought out answer that he'll give you yes and absolutely I, he doesn't have half-assed conversations at all right and i imagine whenever he's training he's the same way 
man so i've never actually like trained with them though that's so that's that's the thing uh-huh. like i think there's only been like two or three times where over the course of like five and a half years or whatever it is where he's he's been at a show i've been at a show and we're like you just want to get in the ring and wrestle a little bit like and just work on things there's uh-huh. it's only happened like two or three times yeah so i don't like ever train with them it's just his his knowledge and the way he puts things right and like I've never had an issue like with the moves or the, you know, the technical aspects of anything. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always just been an athlete and, and a wrestling fan. And so I just kind of understood it. Right. But it's just his, 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 his knowledge is just an ocean that doesn't end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he's, I can he's really good at just portraying that through words. I can see that, you know, I, especially like I follow him on uh, Facebook and stuff like that. Even when he's talking about metal, you know, he listens to the entire discography of a band and then he'll rate them and he'll tell you why he rated them that way. You know, he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't half-ass anything. Yes, for sure. Now I can't, I can't contribute to his band knowledge because we are opposite ends of the spectrum on that, but (laughs) what kind of music do you listen to? Uh, man, I, I'm, you know, like my favorite type of music is probably, very much like the sleeping with sirens type panic okay. at the disco kind of vibes you know i don't really have like a, i can't really put a pin on it you know uh-huh. but i listen to rap music more than anything okay because in my what i listen to it just depends on my mood and right. most of the time i just listen to a lot of rap music i yeah. appreciate rap music more than anything else yeah also just because i think the way uh I, I'm, I'm a big fan of like the lyricism so yes. i think it's the most uh difficult thing to do when making music it can definitely make or break a song you know if you are one of those people who listens for the lyrics and things like that you can tell an amazing story if you have good lyrics yeah it's you know i don't i don't listen to a lot of what people think when i say rap music uh-huh. uh, uh like when it comes to like the mainstream stuff i listen to joiner lucas Okay. And probably, like, you know, a little bit of Eminem. I'm not like a, a big stan about it or anything, but I listen to like a lot of YouTubers okay. more than anything, honestly. A lot of guys that people probably haven't heard of. Yeah. Just because I feel like they put more effort into what they do. Uh, like, guys like, like, there's guys out there like Luke Dawn, uh, Crypt, Randolph, mm-hmm. uh, just guys prob- never even probably heard of. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy named Dax. Like just these guys, when you listen to them, like they, the way that they just chain words together is just yeah. impressive to me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they do try harder, you know, because they haven't made it, you know, on the mainstream and stuff. And there's still that passion in a lot of what they do. I've had a um, professional music writer on the show and stuff, and he worked for one of the big companies and they had to, you know, he wrote 300 songs in one year. You know, it's almost a song a day that he was writing. And it's not about the lyrics whenever you're doing that. It was just about getting those songs pumped out, you know, and he prefers doing it, just writing the songs as he pleases, you know. Um, and those younger people or those people that are on YouTube who haven't made it there, they're not just trying to pump stuff out. It's actually a lot of stuff that's coming from the heart. And I found that with uh, some of the ones that I've, found that i'm going to try to bring on to the show i try to find some artists that aren't as well known as some of the other ones because 
they deserve that light, that spotlight to showcase what they're doing because a lot of times it's amazing. And if they don't get that spotlight, they're never going to be heard, you know, and I want to give them a chance just like anybody else to give them the opportunity to showcase what they've got. Absolutely, man. Um, the music industry is a hard one to break into, man. So it is It's a good thing, man. It's a good thing you do that. So I heard you say a minute ago, do you actually, you train some of the other wrestlers as well? Uh, I used to help run a class. Uh, it wasn't even my class, but like I basically like I was there every single Tuesday. Like uh, I remember uh, at the time it was Brandon Groom. He mm-hmm. had a school going. Mm-hmm. He was running classes twice a week, but it, it ended up being over where me and Wesley Crane just basically took over the whole like both classes. Oh wow! And uh, yeah. So to, every Tuesday, me and Wesley would show up and we would run. We would train these kids. This was like 2020, mm-hmm. like during COVID. We we would we would train these kids and these I say kids there was a there was grown men there too but they, it was mainly for the kids because they were the ones that stuck out right <laughs> oddly enough uh, <laughs> and then uh Thursday Wesley would show them up and he would put them to work out and talk nutrition with them yeah so, but like we did that we did that for about six to eight months mm-hmm. uh and then I think they lost that building but recently I've tried to kind of ease back into it there's a place down here called Core Professional Wrestling. Yes. They have their own training school too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two times now I've I've stepped in and taught some of the beginner classes. Uh it's not like a, a scheduled thing for me. It's just like if I'm available and they ask me to and I if I'm feeling like it, I'll go down there and try to help help the kids out. Right on. Yeah, I mean it's it's always yeah. good to be able to get to do that. I, I do I do love teaching mm-hmm. because I can teach these basics and also give like the little tiny details that nobody else really gives that nobody else really sees things I didn't learn about until, you know, four or five years in, I can, you know, have these kids start applying it now into their basics. So that way, when they get four or five years in, mm-hmm. they've already got it. And then right. I don't have to worry about adding these little tiny details. Now it's already second nature for them while they're doing their basics. Right on, right on. No, I, I get that. And that that's something, you know, uh, that I'm sure that they will appreciate down the line as well. I'm hoping so. So what are some of the inspirations for the character of Tommy Dean? Oh man, that's a, that's a tough one because I feel like every place I wrestle, I'm a different person. Okay. Like, uh, whenever I go to Texas, I'm just, I'm like, uh, fearless, ready to fight pound for pound one of the best natural uh baby faces like I don't, there's not really a gimmick to it mm-hmm. i'm part of a group down there called excessive violence but it's less it's not really a stable it's more just like you know uh a, a, like a, a group that we can call upon if we need it but yeah. we all go our own separate ways um so I'm, I'm just a guy that's known for you know i'm a really good wrestler but if i need to get down and dirty uh-huh. You wouldn't expect it, but I ever everybody else knows I can. <laughs> like, I like it's it's that guy. It's 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 like that. Uh, it's kind of like Ryu. I you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess that's the best way I could put it. You know, when he's he's you know he's he's you know just a good guy, mm-hmm. really good at what he does. But if you push him too far, he goes into nightmare mode. Yes. You know. <laughs> so I guess you could think of it like that. All right. Yeah. But, uh, and but like down here it's different you know like one place i'm just 
I'm like just a guy that that thinks he's rich, but I come out dressing in like wish jackets and shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I just I, I surround myself with other guys and pretend like I'm above everybody else and you know I'm just a crybabe about everything. And that's my favorite fun. that's my favorite thing to do probably is just to be a crybaby about everything. It's hilarious. Uh, and then other places, uh, I like probably like WFC is where I have like my own. I, it's probably my best character. Uh, it's probably my most my most uh, thought out character. Uh, it's it's like a like a cult leader mm-hmm. that's kind of slowly slowly losing his his uh not not gonna say losing his mind, uh-huh. but over time uh, losing his morals and his patience. Just and I becoming slightly more unhinged not because he's crazy just because he's just really really fed up okay uh, yeah okay yeah i like that <laughs> yeah yeah uh i'll offer it yeah it's the cult leader i offer my hand to people i tell them to follow me and i tell them i'll, I'll lead them to bigger and better things and if they refuse then they become they become the target pretty much i got you so yeah. is there any wrestling styles that you um have taken inspiration from from like a, a Shawn michaels or anything like that rob van dam 100 rob van dam all right that's a good rob one van dam <laughs> uh, rob van dam he's, he's my favorite wrestler of all time i like when i first watched him wrestle uh-huh. it was it was different like it's it's hard for a lot of people to pinpoint like that one person that changed the game for them yeah um but but for me it was easy like rob van dam like he he did not wrestle like anybody else no like there wasn't a single person that came before him that wrestled like he wrestles right so like he changed the whole game for me and i, and I loved it he, he in, in my opinion he's like one of the greatest of all time that nobody ever thinks about yeah he he has definitely forgotten a lot and he shouldn't be because his level of talent is by far above a lot of the ones who have been pushed to the moon even Mm-hmm. he's so good and, and it wasn't just like he was like a one-trick pony you know right like he wasn't famous for you know he did a lot of hardcore wrestling but he's mm-hmm. not famous for hardcore wrestling no you know like it's because he, he he took the hardcore aspects and used it to add to what he was already making a killer match right you know yep uh, everything he did was just perfect i loved it well and i also think that's one of the reasons why he was able to uh, succeed as well as he did in WWE whenever he made it there because he didn't need the hardcore stuff like uh, you know Sandman or some of the other ones that was their whole part is they had to have the hardcore side of it whereas him his he had the technical side to go with it yeah he, he was he was he was solid just rest like just in the ring moving mm-hmm. around he was crisp everything he did everything he in like he was Everything he did also had like a little bit of flair to it, so it was eye catchy, right? And he, he was just relatable with a lot of fans. Like he wasn't this overblown character. Like he was just he was Rob Van Dam, right? Like that's that's who he was. That was his character. Yeah, uh, and and a lot of people just like related to it. So it was so so easy for him to just be over with every crowd. Yeah. One thing uh, it's funny when it, uh, talking about Rob Van Dam, I'll never I can't forget this because it. Did you ever notice how unique his pyro was in WWE? It was just a little square of pops. And that was yeah. it. 
and everybody yeah. had this elaborate, you know, uh, fireworks show going on by, behind him. And his was just the one big boom. And it was like, it looked like a half square or something behind him. And uh, I don't know why, but that, yeah. that part always stuck out to me too. Yeah, it was great, man. Less is more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Everybody exactly. Some <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to kind of switch it over here a little bit. Like I said, one of the reasons why I uh, was able to uh, know who you are and everything is because of Red James. Um, he gotcha. brought him, I brought him on the show and he talked about how it just made him mad how much of an anime fan you were. And um, I was like, you know what? I need to look this dude up. So I looked you up, watched some of your stuff that's online and everything. I was like, I really like this guy. I need to bring him on the show so we can talk about wrestling and we can talk about anime. Um, so what was your anime that got you started into anime? Here, here's the thing. That is blown way out of proportion. Okay. Uh, I'm a big Dragon Ball Z fan. Okay. And people just <laughs> associate that with everything. Right, yes. It's, it's not, I'm not like this huge anime nerd that's seen like 117 animes and <laughs> know like everything. Okay. Like, I watch dubbed. I don't watch subbed. Okay. Oh, I, I, I'm right there with you. I should tell you enough. Yeah. Uh, like I, I, I do enjoy anime. I uh-huh. growing up, it's been probably over a decade since I watched it. But I really loved Yu Yu Hakusho, uh-huh. uh, original Yu Gi Oh show. Technically, that's an anime, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is just goaded for me. Yes. Um, especially like just the, just the Majin era in general. Like that thing to me stands on its own and will for the for the rest of time. Yeah. Uh, Nar- Naragami or Naragame, I guess if you're, mm-hmm. you know, over here. Like, uh-huh. I remember watching that show and really, really, really loving that show. But my favorite anime, aside from Dragon Ball Z, most people don't even call it an anime, man. Uh, I-, I love Ruby. You ever watched Ruby? Ru- no, I don't think I've seen that. Do you know the uh, the company Rooster Teeth? Uh huh. Yeah, it's it's one of their shows. Okay. And okay. like, most people don't even consider it an anime because it's not tradition. It doesn't look like a traditional anime, like the frame, the frame by frame kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's very animated, like, okay. like clean move, moving and stuff. And and they they've remade it to look like a real anime, I guess, quote unquote, real anime, uh-huh. uh, because people just complain about it all the time. But I I genuinely love that show probably more than anything. That's cool. <laughs> I'm not like. A, huge anime nerd either like I'm a, I'm a big dragon ball z fan i'm a big ruby fan big naragame fan mm-hmm. and that's pretty much it man like people blow it way out of proportion they, because i put the dragon ball z stuff on my gear yeah <laughs> yeah well uh you know it i will say dragon ball z is probably one of my favorite animes um that's the one that got me started in it um I, I do watch some of the newer ones now and everything as well, but yeah, Dragon Ball Z probably was the one that got me in into anime. Yeah, I definitely I watch all the like the super movies that come out. I don't watch the show versions. I watch the movie versions of them just because I don't I you know okay. time and stuff. Yeah, but uh, it's not even so much that I was like really resonating with the whole show. It's just like I really like just the Vegeta character. I know that's very basic to say, and that's what a lot of people's answer are. But like I just think his character is way just more developed and well thought out over time, and he's just always outshadowed. Like, 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 it, like I love Dragon Ball Z and the Majin era, but it also like has the worst moment to me also because 
there's the big moment where Vegeta uh, steps up to, to Boo and goes through like this, you know, 30 minute episode of just, you know, trying everything he can. And Boo's just giving him the business, but he's just, he's not laying down. And in the very end, he decides to just give up his own life to yeah. stop this guy. Yeah. And there's this long drawn out thing where he tells Trunks how he loves him and everything. It's really sad and emotional. Yep. And, you know, you really just, it, it, it just hits home all for it the does. next episode to be like, Kid, you know, Boo's still alive and here's Goku to beat him. Oh, yeah. That's like, come that on. Was, <laughs> that was heartbreaking. I hated that so much. It was heart, <laughs> like, it was like, it, it, this, ah, we yeah. went through all this pain for nothing and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> It's my favorite and like like it's my favorite moment ever, followed up by my least favorite moment ever. Yes, yeah, that's uh, it's always one. It, it grabs you right by the heartstrings too. Yeah, man. Ah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it, it just leading up to it, it's great too because it's it's you know he, him being controlled by the Majin King or whatever the, dude, the dude's name was, uh, and Vegeta being being the first person that can break that little link. Right. You know that he has over him, yeah. And being like, I'm not a puppet and stuff. I mean, just has all this power now, and he can finally step up to this one guy that's been his best for the last, you know, three, four, five seasons. Yeah. Um, and uh, and in the in the very end, he can like separate himself and like the first time ever, he's able to check his anger and put his issues with this guy aside to go deal with this other thing. And that's when all that happens. And it's just, it's a great, it's a great build and it has a really great payoff, but then it's just followed up with, here's Goku. And I'm just like, <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> well, I, okay. So uh, the Boo series was whenever I remember I was waiting for the VHSs to come out. Me and I had a buddy that lived down the street from me and he always, his mom always got him the VHS tapes of it coming out because he had it to where you know, you put them all together and it forms the scene from the saga on the outside of the tapes. And um, I, I was always ready because, you know, uh, Toonami, they would play everything up to that point. Mm -hmm. And then if they didn't have anything new, they would start it over again. And so you'd have to wait for that new episode to come out. And uh, but I think Majin Buu is probably one of my favorite, along with the Cell saga. Those are probably the top two for me. Mm. Yeah, I I need to rewatch the Cell Saga. It's been it's been over a decade since I probably watched, or close to a decade since I watched the Cell Saga. Yeah, stuff. but I I go back and watch the Vegeta stuff probably every couple of years. Okay, like the Majin stuff. It's it's I love that stuff so much. Yeah, um, I've got one of the games. I think it's uh, I I can't remember which Dragon Ball Z game it is that I have, but it's for my GameCube. And it goes through, uh, and it starts at Raditz, and it goes all the way up through the Cell series, and it, it's a pretty cool game. I think Man. it might even be Budokai. Yeah, okay, Budokai was good. Budokai Dragon Ball Z Budokai Two is my favorite, like okay. ever. Uh, I've also played Budokai Tenkaichi. That one was really good, also. Mm -hmm. But everything after that, I can't, I can't, I can't do. I hated Ultimate Tenkaichi. I think Ultimate Tenkaichi is the worst Dragon Ball Z game that I've played. And I can't play any of the newer ones because the only time I've ever raged at a video game, I don't remember which one it was. It, I was playing the beta for one of them. I think it was like 2017 or 2018. Uh -huh. uh, it was the beta for whichever one was coming out. 
and I lost like 16 games in a row. It's the only time I've ever raged. I, I stepped outside. I threw my controller off of a balcony, and <laughs> I, I, I haven't played a Dragon Ball Z game since then. It wasn't the only Xenoverse, game I've ever, was it? Like raged at, and it was. And I don't remember it. It was what you like. <laughs> it was the one where you could like walk around as like a little chibi looking character. I think. Okay. Uh, and to 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 wherever, and then you get into the fight, and it's, it's the two D fight. So that's what I was really excited oh, for. It was okay. 2D again. Yeah, because you know, because that's what Budokai Two was. It was the two D stuff, right? Like it was the it was the single 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 picture. You know, it wasn't like a split screen. It wasn't like a over the shoulder look. You know, it okay. was like the old school Mortal Kombat looking thing. I was yeah. really excited for that. That's why I loved it. And the game, the game was great. The gameplay was awesome. The moves were awesome. The combos were awesome. Uh-huh. And I got my, I, I got the business for like the whole weekend. <laughs> I never won a game, and I just I had I had fed up. I I watched all the tutorials. I practiced the tutorials. I practiced practiced the juggling combos. I had done everything right, and mm-hmm. I couldn't win a single game. And I have not touched a Dragon Ball game game since. I I, I just can't anymore. Oh my gosh! I except for my health. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so I do have uh, Xenoverse two, and it's like you work with the uh, Time Corp, and uh, you're trying to restore the timeline because there's things that are going on to where they're trying to make it to where the Z fighters lose. And so you kind of come in and help them. And so you're become part of the storyline that's already happened. Um, I've got that one on my switch and it's been okay. It's been a pretty cool game. It doesn't do the, the 2d for the fight. It's a full world, you know, to where you can uh, fly around and everything like that. Almost like the, uh, the saga games that they came out with. Uh, in the early 2000s i think those types of games are cool too like the over the shoulder thing i i like uh-huh. i said i i really like uh tenkaichi one like budokai tenkaichi uh-huh. that's i think that was a really good one yeah uh and it was it was the over the shoulder thing right it's just after that like when uh like tenkaichi 2 and tenkaichi 3 they're just the same game with different stories yeah. Same with Budokai 1, 2, and 3. They're all the same game with different stories. Right. Uh, but Ultimate Team Catchy was the one where it was just trash because it was just chain movements and the whole time. It basically became a, it was a rock paper scissors game. And I hated <laughs> it. But uh, but like I, I, don't, I don't know the stories of any of the newer ones because like I said, it was it was the beta. It was the beta for the game. And like <laughs> I, uh, I raised that a beta. It wasn't even the full game. At least I didn't spend money on it. That's true. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so do you play a lot of video games? I wish I played more. Uh, five years ago, I played like a ton. Like that's all I was doing. But I was like in really out of shape. I just, yeah. my, my body fat percentage was high, uh, <laughs> so I, I had to make a change. But before that, man, it, I love playing video games. It's, it's my it's my it's my favorite like spare time hobby, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, like right now, I'm addicted to Marvel Snap because it's just on my phone and I can play it whenever. I probably okay. play that like hours a day. But like, man, yeah, like, uh, uh, I remember 2015, uh, I got my my first apartment for myself and was living by myself, and I just bought my first PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. for myself, because, uh, you know, before that, whenever I lived with my parents or my brother, you know, we always just shared everything, but like, I just got my first stuff. I got Call of Duty Advanced Warfare and Ark of Night and the new Mortal Kombat game. And that's just all I did. I'd, I'd wake up, uh, I'd go to work, I'd come home, and I'd just play video games all day. It was, man, and it, that, that bled over into like Black Ops 3 and then just so on and so on. 
and yeah. the Fortnite eventually. Oh, so you did do the Fortnite some? Oh yeah, dude. I I think Fortnite gets a lot of hate, uh-huh. and I've given Fortnite a lot of hate too. Uh, but <laughs> I like if 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 anyone says it's a trash game, uh-huh. it's just because you know to put it. I guess to put it in just woke terms, I guess they're just a hater. Like <laughs> they, they, they probably suck is, at it themselves. It's a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's a it's a phenomenal game that has problems, but every game has problems. But like, right. tell me what game has like put more development into it than that game? You know, it's it's changed so much drastically from now. You know, from back to when it first came out. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just done so much, man. Like, there's not. I I think I genuinely think it's probably going to be not the most fun game of all time. That's not my favorite game of all time, but it might go down as like one of the greatest games of all time, just because. Yeah. It's just it's it's doing everything different. I don't know. It's like it's it's the most unique game to me. I think that's out there. Yeah. So I downloaded it um when I first got my Switch and tried playing it and I just got schooled so bad during my very first ever match I never picked it up again. Like yeah, I sucked that hard. So <laughs> Yeah, the skill-based matchmaking and it's rough, man. They're trying to work on that. They've been trying to work on that for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, it was a big problem when I was playing it. Uh because I, I I started playing it pretty early on. Right. But uh the second I stopped playing it for a couple months and jumped back on, it, it was a different, it was different, man. Different levels. Uh and I I can't I can't play the I can't play the build mode anymore. Like I can't do that. Yeah. Like I have to play the no build mode. Like yeah. that's the only way I can play it now. Because it's just, I'm just not, it's like, it's a great game, but the fans can make it really bad. Like the players can make it really bad. Yeah. So that's, that's what I've always said. About it. But and that's the thing with a lot of game. games. Um, there's Go a ahead. lot of, uh, the fans make it kind of toxic a lot, you know, and that happens with a lot of different games that I'm seeing nowadays, especially with everything being online gaming now, you know, uh, it, it gets kind of toxic in those worlds. Yeah, that's 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 true 100 percent. because i tried to go back recently i tried to go back and play black ops 3 because that's my favorite call of duty uh-huh. and it's just full of like hacks and everything that game's bugged to the to the to the gills yeah and just the fan like the, the players just make it so bad i used yeah. to be really 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 good at that game. It was the first game i was like good at like really good at like online it was the first online game i was really good at yeah, and it, like it, I can't play it anymore. Like I genuinely can't. Like every, like it's just filled with too many people that are like I figured out how to hack everything and just make it toxic and right. un, unfun. So what I like to do is I I'm more of a backwards gamer. So what I do is um, I've got a 360. I've got a PS3. Um, my son is a retro gamer, so he has like a Nintendo 64. We have a GameCube. We've got uh, a Wii U. We have, you know, we all have different uh, switches and things like that. My daughter has a uh, Series S, and she also likes to do um, uh, PC gaming as well. But whenever I want to seem cool, like I know what I'm doing, I'll tell my kids to play me at um, Halo on the 360, <laughs> and I know that I can school them on that, and because. I put so many hours into Halo and, uh, you know, just to have that good feeling every once in a while that I still got it. You know? Oh yeah. If I ever play like my casual friends or anything, like I can, I can always still whip their ass in Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, 
I'm not I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, but man, I I stick to mostly just story games now, man. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm not playing with friends, I'm not playing online anymore. I I stick to my story games, and that's that's basically it. Me and my son will play Fall Guys every now and then, but that's it. And I okay. am getting a PS5 this year. I'm declaring this right now. I'm getting a PS5 because there's so many new games coming out that's going to be exclusively the PS5 that I want to play. So I'm getting a PS5. So I'm I'm the opposite. I I don't go backwards. I go forward. Yeah. Um. I got a PS4 right now. I don't do Xbox, and I'm not getting any unless unless it's the only the only game system I will buy that's backwards is an N64. Yes. And that's the only thing I'll ever I'll ever get that's backwards. But as of right now, I. Looking ahead because Gotham Knights is coming out, and all right, that looks cool out, actually. And it's only on PlayStation Five and okay. like Xbox Series X, whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I want to get that God of War Ragnarok. That looks like a lot of fun. Yes. And yeah, yeah, I, I'd probably say that God of War is probably one of my favorite PlayStation games. I didn't play one, two, or three a lot. Uh, I remember going to like a, a a family member's house and he was playing God of War two, uh-huh. and he had gotten stuck on. He had gotten stuck, and it was like, "Hey, are you figured out, kid." And I sat there for like probably like like we went in the morning for a holiday, uh-huh. and I missed the whole holiday because I was just sitting there playing that game, oh, and wow. I loved it. And I have no idea why I never played it again. That <laughs> game was so fun. Yes. Um, I never played it again. They are. They're, they're a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, probably my favorite PlayStation game is God of War. I even bought a PSP just so I could get Chains of Olympus. The greatest PlayStation game of all time is The Last of Us. Let's just settle this debate right here, right now. It's not <laughs> even just the greatest PlayStation game. It's, it's the greatest game ever. Like I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the greatest game ever at least for me personally like my favorite gameplay wise is the uh-huh. last of us and the okay. last of us too they both back to back i don't care what anybody says it's the greatest the first one's the greatest story in any video game ever mm-hmm. the gameplay in the second one is is it's undefeated no one no one like nothing's touching that like they made a jump feel, factor feels feel fresh like how do you do that yeah like it, it's un, unbeaten undefeated don't care the show's coming out now and it's great also you so you did watch episode one uh, yep, I got home at like midnight last night. I was like, I'm not going to bed. I'm I'm watching this, and I <laughs> I loved it, man, because it's it's not rushed. No, it's and not. it's not short either. Like it was like an hour and a half long, and I was oh, I was loving every bit of it. Yeah, I I watched it this morning before I came out here. Uh, I saw that you had posted on uh, on Facebook that it, you gave it like an 11 out of 10 or something like that. Yeah, it, like, it was perfect, man. Yeah, it was perfect. It's so true to the game, also. It's yeah. so true to the game and the story and the characters and the changes that it does do. Like, uh, like it's there's so like little uh-huh. that it doesn't bother me. Right. Like, like, like in fact, like I think it's even a, it's probably better because I remember yeah. like their reasoning for taking the girl for taking Ellie, like Joel's uh-huh. reason for taking Ellie in the game was just so they can you know they do this job for her for for uh, Marlene. And uh-huh. they get their guns back. Right. And this one, it's a battery that they need for a truck because he needs to go find Tommy because he hasn't seen Tommy in three weeks. Yeah. Uh, but in the game, he hasn't seen Tommy in twenty years. Um, yeah. So I, I love, I love the little changes that they've done to it, man. Um, so go ahead. There in the game, they had it to where after um, his daughter died, he didn't see Tommy anymore. Right. 
Like that yeah. was the last time he saw him. Like Tom, Tommy became a firefly. I okay. Think. And uh, yeah. Okay. I, man, after watching that, I'm going to, I've not played either one of those games and oh, it made me really God. want to, you know, um, being a dad, I don't get as much time to play video games uh, as I would like to. I also have a full-time job and I do this. So, you know, it's, it, and I know you're the same boat. You're a dad, you wrestle, and you have a full-time job. So I, I'm sure you understand whenever I say you don't have much time to play video games anymore. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I want to go back and re replay them because I haven't played the second one since it came out. Okay. Like, like the very second it came out, I started it and I had finished it in like four days. Oh, wow. Um, but I haven't gone back since then because like it's just, you know, it's just been busy. And when I play those games, like that's how I play them. I, I binged it. Yeah. You know, like that first one takes about, I think, you know, if, if you take your time with it, it takes about 16 hours to complete. Mm -hmm. The second one takes about 26 hours to complete. Okay. And I, I'm not the guy that can play for 30 minutes to an hour and just put the controller down for those games. Like I have to sit there for like five or six hours at a time. Right. Find you a nice comfy seat. That way your legs don't fall asleep and stuff and just get to play. Yeah. It. Yeah. Def definitely go play those, man. They're, 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 if you're, it's, oof. if you're, if you, if, Ooh, man, if you're if you're there for the story, uh -huh. they got it. If you're okay. there for you know the the adrenaline and the thrill of it, they got it. Graphics, they got it. Like there's there's nothing wrong with this game. Like the world building, like it's not an open world game. Like, right. It's really not. It's very enclosed and tight, but uh -huh. it feels like you you feel like the world around you. Right. Like, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. As in. Mm, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I really love how the show maybe make it makes you fall in love with Sarah off yes. the bat. And it's like this could be the main character of the whole show. Like it makes you really feel like this is gonna be our protagonist going forward. Like yep. that first like forty minutes, you know? Mm -hmm. And then oh it's just heartbreaking. Oh, I love I I hate it, but I love it. Yeah. No, I I was the same way, you know. I was like, Okay, she's she's gonna be in this, you know? And uh yeah, yeah, then that happens the, I was like, in, oh in no the, in the game in the game, you don't spend that much time with her. Okay, you know, she's the yeah. first person you play as, but you don't spend that much time with her. But oh man, this one you spend a lot of time with her. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I have a few more questions I'm going to ask you before I get you off of here. And uh, all right, hit me. So, do you have a favorite opponent, and do you have a favorite feud? Uh, favorite opponent, Luke Langley. Favorite feud, Alex Boyle. All right, easy, easy. Luke Langley's been in at least two, maybe three of my favorite matches. Alex Royal has been like my favorite. He was my favorite. Like my, it's a the rivalry still goes today. It still goes on. It's been going on since I first went to WFC, and it hasn't stopped. Hasn't stopped, and they got some good stuff going on with WFC and uh, he, with he's Alex my, he's Royal. My Randy oh, is he? Okay, all right. Yeah, he's my Randy Orton to my John Cena. Like that's what it is. All right, all right. Uh, so, do you prefer to work heel or face? Oh man, you know I only just started working heel like last year, uh -huh. and I loved it. My merch has not loved it, but <laughs> my, but but I've loved it though, and it, I've loved because uh, I I feel like especially today, while the newer guys, uh -huh. they they don't realize how a heel is supposed to look. Like the heels, you know, the heel is supposed to look like. He's not as good of a wrestler as the baby face. Yeah. Sometimes the heel needs to look like, 
you know, like a clown or a crybaby. Uh-huh. And people want to look super serious and intimidating, big, tough, bad guy all the time. And that's, that's boring. So. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to follow you, how can they do that? Oh, Tommy Dean on Facebook, the Tommy Dean on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that's basically where I'm at. I have a TikTok right now. I don't remember what it is because my TikTok's been deleted twice now. So I've oh, no. kind of given up on that. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, that's it's easy to follow me. Instagram. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get more active on Twitter. I have a Hive account also. I don't okay. post nothing on there, but I'm trying to be more active on Twitter and Instagram. I'm really working on it, my man. Uh, yeah, just the Tommy Dean 32. You can find me pretty easily. All right. And is there any last things that maybe you want to say to your fans before I get you off of here? Listen, I'm about to go away for a little bit. But that's okay, because I will be back. And when I am back, I'm going to be bigger, better than ever. That's saying something, because I'm already pretty damn good. And while I'm gone, buy a t-shirt, purposelinktees.com, forward slash the Tommy Dean 32. All right, man. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you. I've had a really good time, and I can't wait to see when you come back. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. Talk to you later. What's up, everybody? This is the Showcase Alex Royal, brand new host of When This Microphone Hits My Mouth, You, well, you get the idea. We're going to be bringing you guys new episodes every single week, keeping the same popular style format that we had on What Can You Offer, my other podcast with John Cross. Be sure to check that one out because every once in a while you might see another special episode and you never know, John might cameo on this one every once in a while. But we're going to bring you unique perspectives on all things Oklahoma wrestling, pop culture, entertainment, podcast, and really, honestly, just anything that pops up. We're just going to have a free-for-all, have conversations, have guests, and have a grand old time. So be sure to check us out every single week. The goal is to have a new episode drop every single Friday. So you, yourself, your friends, and everybody else listening to this right here can check us out. Be sure to check back. We are talking with words, and we are checking out every movie, every book, every video game, every TV show that we can get our hands on. Welcome back to Talking With Words. <laughs> Sorry about your eardrums. You're here with Rob. Sally. Cameron. Ryan. And David. Man, that fucking delay kills it, doesn't it? <laughs> It's going to be fun in the edit room. You should let right. him go first. So how well do you know your favorite movie? How much hate do you have for your most hated movie? Because we can definitely help with that. I'll Bathroom buy you a drink. <laughs> you don't have to flirt. So tonight we're going to watch <laughs> Memento. Hey, we're going to watch Nope. And we're going to watch the new Thor movie. You know this is also called The Big Salad? Maybe she had ribs like Matt Houston. They're just made of jelly. I was thinking the same. <laughs> You're so fragile. <laughs> You touch them and they just snap. Uh, Russell Crowe, when he comes down to address Thor, his little stop and pause, and he lifts his like little his skirt. His skirt up and walks down. Yeah, he prances down the oh, stairs. It was, it was so he good. He has not aged well. Come nerd out with us and talk him with words anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Yow! Charlie, take it away. Are we recording? All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Tommy Dean. I had a lot of fun talking with him, and I 
can't wait to get him back on the show uh, here in the future. Maybe we can talk more about The Last of Us and things like that. I think that would be a lot of fun to kind of compare the game to the show and things like that. So we'll see what happens with that. Hopefully we'll be able to set that up um, whenever uh, the show does end. That way we can kind of discuss that more. I had a lot of fun talking with him. I think that he's going to do a lot of great things when it comes to wrestling and things like that. I know that he won uh, Wrestler of the Year and I think maybe Match of the Year when it comes to core wrestling in Oklahoma. Uh, So congratulations on that. And uh, yeah, can't wait to see where your career goes and what you do next. So I've got some really cool episodes that are coming up. And the next one that you are going to hear is another one that I was supposed to have a few months ago. And something came up, and I was able to get him on now, and that is Duke Cornell. Um, He was in one of the matches at my very first show that I went to. He was in the main event against Luke Langley, and I have to say that was probably one of the best matches that I've ever seen. And uh, it's what really got me into watching independent wrestling is because of that match that they had. And I even told Luke Langley uh, at the end of the match, I said, that's better than most of the things that you see on TV right now. So I was very happy to talk with him, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that episode when it comes up. And then the week after that, I should be recording with um, uh, Big Joe Helms, getting him back on the show to kind of talk and see where he's been going. He's had a lot of things going on. And I'm excited for him to maybe tell some stories about all the different cool things that is going on with him in his wrestling now. So, yeah, those are some cool episodes that will be coming up over the next few weeks. So just stay tuned and listen for those. If you want to keep up with the show on things that might be coming up or people that I might be having on and things like that, you can follow me on all the social media pages. I have a Facebook. I have an Instagram. I have a Twitter. Um... I have Snapchat, I have TikTok. You can follow me on any of those. I also have Hive. Look me up on those. You can find me on any of them. Just type in if you give a data podcast in the search bar and I will come up. Um, if you want to look me up directly on Facebook, you can do so by looking up at IYGADAP. That is the acronym for if you give a data podcast. Or as I like to say, IGADAP. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, and that's at Give a Data Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter, and that's at Dad Podcast One One. Hive is the same as Twitter at Dad Podcast One One. You can also, like I said, find me on Snapchat, and you can find me on TikTok. And uh, I believe those are both at IGADAP as well. Also, if you guys would like to send me an email, you can do so by sending it to Give a Podcast at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you guys there. I look forward to hearing from you guys everywhere. Um, Let me know what you think about this episode. Go and rate it and review it. Let me know if you liked it. Let me know if you hated it. Just uh, tell me what's going on and tell me what you think. And uh, I I enjoy hearing from you guys and I enjoy interacting with you. So, yeah, send me a line on any of the social medias or an email or anything like that. And I'd just love to talk with you guys. So I do have some merch out. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about it. I've got a few t-shirts that are out. You can go and find those on Shirtcasters. They are also on um, all my social media pages. I have links to it. I will also have links to those on my show notes where you can find them there. I'll also be having some mugs that are coming out here soon as well with my logo on it and maybe some other things here in the near future. I don't know, maybe some stickers or something. We'll see what happens and uh, I'll get back with you guys on that and maybe have some fun stuff that are coming out. So I do want to give a shout out to my... Um, 
podcast network, and that is the OIW Podcast Network. Those guys have been great, and they have all kinds of great content on there. So go and look them up and find them. Um, I will have a link to them in my show notes as well. So the show that you heard the commercial for at the end of this episode is actually a local podcast that I met at the Northwest Arkansas Comic Con. I'm hoping to maybe talk with them guys some more and everything like that. Go and check them out. I'll have a link to them as well in my show notes. And lastly, I want to give a thank you to D-Cure for making my ending theme song for my show. He's awesome. Always coming out with great music. Always a great guy to talk to. Thank you, D-Cure, for doing that. I'll have links to his stuff as well if you want to find more of his awesome music. And if you want to, go out there and listen to his episode that I have. And that's... uh, Hip-Hop, TikTok, and Pokemon uh, with D-Cure. Uh, so go look that one up. That's a great episode to listen to. All these episodes are great. Just go back and listen to them. Tell me what you think. Rate and review those as well. Well, I love you guys. I hope that you have a wonderful week. And I will see you next time. Bye. On. He calls us beautiful people, then tells us who we have on. The best part of my day, the world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. And the host is kinda nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection I haven't felt. I'll be looking for the next one, tell then farewell. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. Closely download and tune in remotely. It's the podcast for me. Have it on, better go see. And listen closely. This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network.